Hey, Luke. What's up, bro? Why did the turkey cross the road? I don't know. Because it wasn't chicken! <laughs> this week on Another Digital Citizen, we'll be talking about news from the week, the Hitman's Bodyguard, SummerSlam results, September 23rd, 2017, Revelations 12 Prophecy, and the guest book, episode 4. This is another digital citizen. This is a podcast meant to encourage logic through stupidity and chaos. A podcast meant to incite discussion between friends, enemies, countries, and religions. This is a podcast for us. For the digital world. Welcome, citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Digital Citizen. It's me and Luke again. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. This has been one fucking strange week for me, personally. I'm going to go into two things that I'm going to tell you and the audience. Uh, First and foremost, uh, I got really bad news. Uh, One of my dearest friends on college died extremely suddenly out of an epilepsy um, episode. He had epilepsy. Epilepsy? How do you say it? Epilepsy? Is that what we're talking about? Yes, thank you. Yes. So he had a strong uh, attack of that and and fell down and, yeah, just died. That's sad. Yeah, born in 75, died uh, on Friday out of that. That was shocking. Um, When I knew him in uh, college, uh, his name was uh, Hans-Jürgen Alexander Königing. He he had the transformation into a girl two years later or something like that. So now... He was known as uh, Elizabeth. Uh, I called him her. I'm going to show her that respect uh, of calling her her because that's what she was. And uh, lately we talked a lot on Facebook and yeah, I got those news. It was terrible. And my prayers and thoughts to her family and friends. Yeah, sorry about that. So that's... First I heard about it, so that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it was really terrible. Uh, then uh, I I have a I have a secret I haven't told you. Well, I'm not, it's not a secret. I just haven't told you yet. Uh, I've started uh, a new hobby called scam baiting. 
you know what that is? Uh, no. Well, what a scam baiter does, more or less, is that uh, there's a group of people online, and I'm going to give the address so uh, people can hear and see me if they really, really want, um, calling uh, scammers to be scammed just so uh, people can learn how the scamming process is. Uh, we trick them into virtual machines, let them go on our virtual machines, do a lot of right, right. wrong things. So, so we, we teach people uh, how, how, uh, uh, how to... How to not get to, <laughs> Yeah, how, how, how just not to be scammed, yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, I had, uh, I have done this now for almost two, two, three weeks now. It's a really fun hobby. I get to use my voice uh, acting. I, I do a, an old voice like this, for example, I do, uh, on there. Uh, but, uh, also like a lot of different voices so uh, it's kind of it's kind of podcasting just it's live on youtube and we we are we are uh, distracting scammers so they can't scam other people's it's also like taking their time because uh one approximately one hour on the phone with the scammers saves one person approximately five hundred dollars an hour uh, there's a lot of people being scammed in the age between 60 and 65. It's the age range uh, most of people get scammed. And we do all technology scams. Some pharmacy scams we, we done to uh, getting people to see. So that, that has been really interesting. So if you want to subscribe to that, that is D as in David, E as in Edward, E as in Edward. V as in victory, E as in Edward, E as in Edward, A as in uh, um, uh, Apple, A as in Apple, and R as in Roger. That is on YouTube. Say that out loud. So, you didn't say that. You just spelled it out weird. What is it? DVR. There we go. DVR. Yes. But uh, it's spelled really strange. I will I, I will give you the link in, in the YouTube chat and you can see if I did something wrong and maybe do it better because it's important. <laughs> and I'm really bad at things. So, and that is a 24-hour live stream. So, I'm being a part of that lately. Oh, cool. So that are the two fro news. What about you? Uh, this week went by really quick. I get, uh, what did I do? Well, I guess mostly this week was just spent uh, at my place because I didn't leave anywhere because of the solar eclipse. Well, I guess that was the big thing this week. And then lots of wrestling. Saturday was NXT and then Sunday, of course, SummerSlam. So then mm -hmm. Monday was the solar eclipse. So pretty much the weekend was solid book for me. I saw the solar eclipse. I went outside as it started getting dark and checked it out. It was pretty amazing. And it was like a once-in-a-lifetime event kind of thing. So that was pretty rad. Uh, 
I didn't like spend a whole lot of time hanging out outside. I was, I was. It was really early in the morning, so I pretty much went outside, saw it, and went back to bed. So. Did you see your president looking directly into it without any protection? That was kind of funny. I saw some pictures of that. Yeah, again, those things were from CNN, and like, yeah, he was looking up at the sky, but there are other pictures of him with glasses on. I don't want to... This is the thing. I always have to defend the Trumpster. I never want to, but when you put out this bullshit articles like CNN does, it's like, come on now, you're just making uh, it worse for yourself as a news organization, crying wolf, because when something real happens, you know what I mean? Then nobody's going to believe you, but... uh, yeah, I mean, maybe he looked up at the sun, but you know what? When it was full a total eclipse, where he was, there was no full total eclipse. So you should definitely be looking at it with uh, glasses the whole time. I had the glasses, but pretty much I went outside and it was... I looked at it without glasses when it was, you know, in totality, which you're totally allowed to do. Yeah. Um, and that yeah. was pretty much the coolest part anyways. You know, uh, it looks... I, I obviously it's a once in a lifetime thing, so I've never seen it. I've seen partial eclipses before in the past, but this one, it looks like that music video, uh, the Black Hole Sun music video. It really does look like that. It's pretty. It's. I don't know if you can really describe it. Uh, and pictures definitely oh, don't you, do it justice because I've seen pictures. Yeah. And it's like the color of the sky around it. Like it doesn't go totally dark. You can still see like on the horizon. You can see the sunlight and stuff like that, but. It's just really, it's really interesting, but. You send uh, me on the co-host chat, you send me uh, a link to uh, a gu- the Guardian uh, total uh, eclipse across the United States in pictures. <laughs> I, I, I liked every picture. I, th- I think the one with the dog <laughs> was kind of funny. Oh, Even yeah. the dog has some dust. I saw that. Uh, the, the, so... There were lots of pictures like that on the internet, too. People would put the glasses on their cats or whatever on my Facebook is all over the place. I mean, pretty, it like brought together a whole nation cause everybody was doing this. Uh, it covered all my social media that day. And the next day there were picture people posting pictures they'd taken, things like that. But last week we said here in Oregon, it was going to be like massive craziness really wasn't as be- like it was, it wasn't Y2K levels of like, Oh my God, the end times are coming, but it pretty much boiled down to be nothing afterwards uh there were restaurants that even they bought all this extra food because they thought there was going to be hundreds of thousands of extra people to buy their product and nobody which nobody showed up to their restaurant so they lost a lot of money on that um Mm. so that's sad for like local businesses but it there were a lot of people here but it wasn't like the crowding that they were expecting i guess um not really sure i i'm it was like uh just extra people. It was like it was a holiday weekend more than it was, right. oh my gosh, this is insane. Uh, the day of the eclipse, I know the main freeway here, I-5, was totally blocked. But that was just for a number of hours right after the eclipse because everybody was leaving at once. So, Right. But it was cool. Uh, it I, That's part of our news, so we can go right into the news from here. But it was, um, yeah, and then there was the whole story about Trump and his family. uh looking at it, uh, which was very funny until you like look at the research and you find it was, it, it just makes, makes CNN and other places look bad when they show the pictures of him looking up at the sky. And then you go to another website like the guardian, 
which is one of the ones that I posted to you, which is, you know, a British yeah. newspaper. So it doesn't have as much invested in bashing Trump as everybody else in America does. Um, and they show the and picture they have of Trump picture with of him, glasses. Yeah. yeah, With glasses, yeah. Even with uh, America glasses. America glasses. Because that's really important. Right, I guess, um, not really important, but there are, apparently there are some organizations working on recycling uh, these glasses to be used in other countries for for, for uh, future solar events so that they, they'll, they'll take them and send them to other countries for the, those populations to use them instead of them just being thrown away and ending up in a landfill. So I don't, I'd have to look it up, but people, if you have those lying around your house, don't throw them away. Send them to these people to uh, one of the organizations that's doing it and help help out that way. Did you know we uh, have a uh, election going on in Norway? I did. We it yeah we were yeah. we've kind of been expecting it for a little while now, um, especially after the British Finally. and the U.S. election being so kind of nutty. Yeah, uh, our election isn't that nutty. Uh, no. I, I I don't think it's uh, nothing at all. It's a little, little interesting, though, when you think about it in a world context, but let's get into it in a second. Uh, there's a new poll that has uh, the rated sitting Prime Minister Arna Solberg as the choice of 43.4% of Norwegian for the job, while uh, opponent Jonas Karstøre has uh, was the first choice of 40.7%. Uh, so, it's a, a difference close. of approx yeah, approximately 2.5%. I'm guessing that's uh, within the margin of error. Like, uh, 2 to 3% oh, yeah. is usually oh, yeah. margin of error here in, in America, but you do have a smaller population, so, hmm. I, yeah. We do. It's uh, still. 16% um, of uh, the people that was asked responded that they haven't decided who they prepare. So that is pretty much uh, a lot of people. Sixteen <laughs> percent could change it the other one way or the other. Right, but how many other uh, possible candidates are there? I think there was eight other, no. right? Well, there's eight parties, but there's right. only to uh, prime minister candidates. Oh, okay. I thought there was one other, at least, I, I read about. Maybe they dropped out. Uh, leader of the far-left Red Party? Bjorn... Bornar... Moxini? Oh, yeah. So yeah, I know there are other, I mean, I'm they're, just, they're my part, only point here is, yeah, uh, the other two, I mean, 40 and 43%, those other parties, like, right. they're going to have percentage points of possibility but they could the those 16 percent of people could vote there and it wouldn't go to either one of these other parties that was my point but yeah but but the problem is that uh, his party isn't even in the uh norwegian parliament, parliament yeah right so they are uh, my small. yeah my point was just uh people could technically vote that way right and then it would just yeah, yeah, take votes away from one of the other that, that was my point not necessarily that they would win but that 16 percent could be split up um but still chances are uh it could take one one of these two uh the labor or conservatives 
uh, over the top with that 16% for sure, is what it seems like to me. And uh, then we got some other news about Anna Solberg, our Prime Minister, and it is that she's been uh, criticized for comparing neo-Nazis to uh, the far left. Uh, I will read a little about it. Norwegian uh, Prime Minister Arne Solberg has come uh, in sharp criticism after being quoted as saying the Nazis and the extremists has had much in common. The quotes right there, like uh, uh, fifth fifth paragraph down. Sorry. The quote is like the fifth paragraph down. Yeah, right wing extremism and neo Nazis. Have a lot in common with the extreme left or religious extremism. They seek to wipe, uh, whip up hate, division, and conflict within Norwegian society. That is pretty. What did, do you think about that statement? Um, this is obviously in uh, response to the Charlottesville demonstrations we talked about last week right uh specifically and she um i mean i get about this uh, neo-nazi demonstration in kristiansand oh right right which we also talked about i'm assuming is that the same one yeah yeah yes uh so they have a kind of a vested interest since they've made a decision on this already before the charlottesville thing happened but what she's saying here is that extreme left and religious extreme, oh, she says, or religious extremists, uh, but she means and. Like, she's not, she, the one thing about the article is they say they only point out the extreme left, but she's also pointing out any kind of religious extremism as well. Uh, but. So, she, she's just saying that uh, there are a lot of crazy people on the extremes of all different um, political and religious aspects. Uh, and all, all, there is a lot of things that are in common about those things. Um, but she's going to be, I guess maybe the reason she's being kind of grilled over this is because your country in and of itself is kind of extreme left, especially if you're talking about the U.S., you know what I mean? So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. even her as a conservative would be considered left here in America. So maybe that's oh, yeah. why she's being attacked for this, uh, for the extreme left idea, uh, even though she's considered a conservative there. But that's the part that makes me go, this is a little interesting. Uh, Bjorn Ademox, leader of the left-right party, which uh, does not have any seats in the parliament, said Solberg could apologize for her comments. Uh, this is bringing Trump rhetoric into the Norwegian election campaign, being extreme uh, being extreme against racism is not the same as wanting to wipe out minorities. I think it's harsh, productive, and disappointed that Solberg makes this kind of comparison, Moxness told NRK this week. Yeah, this was the thing I was talking about interesting on the world stage, is that she's in the lead right now, um, just because there seems to... Uh, after the British election and the French election, seems there, on the world stage, there seems to be a uh, leaning towards populations being more interested in voting for a liberal or like a Labour Party candidate. Uh, right. Maybe a little less in 
England, but we'll find out at the end of the year when Jeremy Corbyn does become prime minister. I'm calling it that right now, but um, I'm I'm calling that out as well. <laughs> right. So I think it's interesting that she is a conservative. Uh, your country is looking at it and going, well, no, she hasn't done anything bad, so why do we need to get rid of her? Uh, they yeah, don't. No, uh, maybe maybe that's not how everybody's looking at it, but it seems like from the articles I've read, um, and I don't know a lot about your electoral system, so that'll be interesting to get into when we get into closer to September, which we're getting close mm-hmm. now. We're getting close. Only yeah. like a, less than a month away, so... Uh, but we can we we can go give some breaking news that we are actually going to record on the election day. So that is going to be kind of interesting. Right. I don't know if it'll be out by the time we get done recording. I guess we'll see. But um. Oh oh yes, it is. It is. It will be. Definitely. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. She. She. You would think that they would want to. Uh, people would automatically because they would look at Trump and and go uh, we don't want to be on the same side as that country but your policies in Norway are already so left that your conservative party is nothing like a conservative party in most other countries so I think that's what it comes down to right Fro? Oh yeah definitely. Right. I'm not voting I'm not voting for her coalition Right. but that's me because I don't, I, I, am I'm, I'm, I'm even more left than the conservatives right. in Norway. And it's still too close to call. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. if you are from Norway and you're listening. I guess Fro is, you're, you're saying go against conservatives. That's that's your call right now. Oh, oh, definitely, okay. oh, definitely. I, uh, we are letting less people in. We are being a little more. We we have the FRP FRP party uh, uh, in 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 um, in the government right now, and they are a little too racist for my tastes. Uh, so I I would love there to be a political change in Norway, but yeah. that's me. All but, right, yeah, we'll cover that in the future, though. So. Definitely. Um, what happened in Boston this week? This is just kind of a quick follow-up. We don't have to go deep into this story, but uh, there was a what was supposed to be a free speech rally, is what it was called, um, which was basically just uh, people marching against another Confederate monument uh, in Boston. And thousands of people, I think uh, the estimates I saw were like 1,500 to uh, 1,700 people. So a lot of people came out against this, uh, of course, like a week late, a little less than a week after the Charlottesville stuff. Um, And something like less than 100 people showed up for the free speech side, and they were surrounded by thousands of people. Uh, And so they all just left because they, yeah, the police said, you got to get out of here, basically. So I guess that just shows the power of this is... uh, now, if you try to do one of these free speech rallies, you're just going to get driven out by thousands of people because the majority of people in America do not believe this. So, right. Other interesting thing uh, about this: uh, a lot of statues have been taken down, like in different cities all around the country, to avoid uh, any of these rallies even happening. So, I think there was—I can't remember what city it was—but they took down like 
three statues in the middle of the night without telling anybody so that nobody would notice it was happening and there wasn't time for them to even protest. I thought that was very interesting. Um, And then I saw today, this is is actually just silly. On ESPN, there was a guy named... um, why can I? Uh, what's the name? Uh, his name is Robert Lee, and he's a co- he, oh. uh, just a guy who is a commentator on ESPN. They took him off TV because they don't want the controversy of having a guy named Robert Lee on TV. Oh. That seems like maybe he's going a little too far, but all right. <laughs> wow, that is weird. Yeah. Uh, then we have the sad uh, terror attack in Barcelona this week in Spain. Yeah. Uh, Tilly, Tilly wasn't hurt. Uh, she's in Spain. She, I was really happy to see that she was actually posting some messages because I was a little concerned she was uh, uh, around there. That's uh, how I found so... out about this, actually. is that I woke up in the first... One of the first things I saw was Tilly posting, Hey, I'm okay. And then I looked up, oh, yeah. what is she talking about? Because it right. happened at nighttime here, so uh, when I woke up is when the first time I saw it. So. And uh, Spanish authorities said Monday that the Catalan police fatally shot the man that suspected of killing 30 people in a van attack on Barcelona's La Rambla. Sure. Yeah, I, uh, I, you got it as good as me, probably. Sure. Uh, just before 5 o'clock this afternoon, the Catalan police uh, shot dead, and I'm not going to say his name because I'm really bad at reading out names, uh, driver of the van and direct uh, persecutor of the attacks in Barcelona on Thursday, causing the death of 14 people, it said here, but I guess it's gone down one. Uh, president of Catalonia, Carlos Uglademont, said in a press conference Monday evening. Yeah. So. Yeah, so they got the guy, cool. or the who they think was the guy. They, I, I have not seen anything since that article that I sent you that they've confirmed uh, that it definitely was him, but they said that the suspect was shot. So I'm assuming that means it was probably a firefight. So that kind of is an admission admission of guilt when you're trying to fend off the yeah. police in a way. So if you, uh, if, yeah. you if you shoot at the police, uh, you will be probably kind of dead, and probably considered a bad guy right away. Even if yeah. Yes. So yeah, uh, this is very sad. It's another. It's seemingly another terrorist attack using a car, which seems to be their new mo instead of using a bomb or something like that. So. Yep. Then to some fun news. Fun news. Let's do the video first, our... and we'll do the, oh, the other okay. one next. Because yeah, we, okay. we do the video because the se- the other one is about the I've video. I've seen the video. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's hilarious. Let's... Uh, it is funny. So it's I three minutes. To yeah. Look, I really want to see all of it. Can we just see all of it? Uh, I've thought on this uh, on, on this video I think the first 25 seconds is like it's not even it's like all jumbled it'll sound oh. really bad okay yeah so it's only 25 seconds in there was this was like a yeah. you know it's a live stream so I think it was like 20 minutes long 
originally. <laughs> I just found a short clip of it that had the stuff that... There, this is as la- long as it really lasted, but Alex Jones, for some reason, Alex Jones, our favorite conspiracy theory nut nut job on YouTube, he um, was in Seattle for some reason. I really have no idea why. But all I know is after this, he came out saying Seattle is is the center of all li- horrible liberalness and that conservatives are not even allowed in the streets here. It's it's a madhouse, basically. So, uh, and he said all and that because of this video. Sorry. Yeah, and I can't wait to, to read some of the comments. <laughs> all right, let's play the video. Uh, you ready for them? Yeah, I am definitely. All right, give us a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Come on over here. Come on over here. Come here. Come here. Someone showing him the finger. He's running. This is the funniest part. He runs like such a goof. Look at him running with his legs all Uh, like. Did he just get off a horse? Like, why is he all bow legged like that? So silly looking. And he's got his arms all out to the side like, I'm a goof. You know Flips him off again. This is physical As intimidation. This is is breaking ass. the law. Physically intimidating somebody like that is breaking the law, by the way. Then we got the comment on screen saying, punch him. LOL. Now he's talking word. to some random dude that's just sitting on a bench. Like, the guy's like... Who, why are you, I'm a homeless guy. Why are you bothering me right now? These little trendy cowards want to tell people like me, F off, but they don't want to actually talk to my face. Let's go. God bless you, brother. I need to know, what kind of drugs is he on, and could I have some? That's all these people got is fuck you. Uh, they sell we them on his you. website, I think, whatever those yes. things are. <laughs> these people are the biggest... He's got some weird, world. like... Pharmaceutical or not pharmaceutical? Uh, what are they called? Uh, and he's running after people. Now he's running after another guy, and the guy walks up to him. Well, kind of a weird-looking dude. This is what they turn the people into. And they're bumping into each other now. That he definitely both were bumping into each other. And the guy throws coffee on him. <laughs> and it looks like. Alex Jones is basically saying, "Go ahead, come hit me, hit me. Why, why aren't you hit me?" And I'm proud of this because this is who they are. I deliberately. That's why they're allied with jihadis. It's the brainwashing, bro. This is who they are. That's what he's saying. They hate the West so much. Oh, Alex Jones. They hate the West so much, bro. Even though they're in Seattle. He was physically empty, and that's why we have to come out here and show people. What's going on? Because these people are bots. They're in a cult. They are I bots. Know. They're in the cult. Know, they don't know what's going on. Can, can, can you speak? We're trying to see if any of these folks can speak out here. Now he's he is, he is seriously like if he if there wasn't a cameraman. Even talk. That, that guy could still fuck himself. Racist fuck. If, imagine if he wasn't a cameraman and he was doing this in the street. It would just everybody would be like, look at this crazy man. Somebody get a mental hospital here right now. They have absolutely no understanding of how brainwashed they are. Wow, that was funny. They have no concept of how brainwashed they are, Fro. What a nut job this guy is. Alex. Alex, 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 Alex. 
how I despise loving and hating it. I, 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 he's, he's one of the biggest trolls in American history. Oh, yeah. And that is kind of funny, because the Seattle PD, talking about trolls, you tro- they trolled Alex Jones, because there was a, a Twitter conversation going on from Dominic Holden saying, Hey, at Seattle PD, I'm seeing vids of Alex Jones on Seattle streets yelling at folks. Is it under our investigation? Are there incident reports? And Seattle Police Department responds, We haven't received any official reports. As far as we know, that could be an actor play. <laughs> <laughs> That is amazing. Uh, which uh, is which is hilarious because Alex Jones has said actors have done many yes. things. Like I mean, all the way back right. to nine uh, eleven, talking about actors being involved in things, and uh, the, there was the one shooting that he says is a false flag, and then of course the Charlottesville thing. He said there were actors who were just there. Uh, they were hired by by people as as protesters, and they're just there to uh, pretend that they were against Nazis, even though, yeah, against neo Nazis, yeah. So, right. the Seattle PD is saying, I don't know, he's just an actor, maybe. That's all we know. So yeah, they're totally trolling, uh, <laughs> totally trolling Alex Jones here. Uh, so funny. It is so funny. Well, that was the news we're going to talk about. We have an email address. It's anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. Anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail.com. And let me guess, we have no emails. No, we got some emails. We got one from what? Jeremy. Okay. Hey, Fro, Luke, and your part-time co- co-host, Tilly. <laughs> just a quick email Aww. because I don't want you guys to be sad about not having emails anymore Jeremy oh thank you Jer- that's from Jeremy oh, that was all wow hey sent me a couple I got one here uh oh I, for- I forgot in my previous email uh have you two watched Southpaw Regional Wrestling yet no I have not yet oh no we haven't I know you said we you didn't the- I know you said you didn't yeah. this weekend don't you think it's about time? Uh, yeah. Maybe it is about time sure. we watch that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> how can you call yourselves wrestling fans and not see the most creative thing wrestling is currently producing? <laughs> Get on the ball. Okay, seriously. That's all I have this week. Okay. Wow. Okay. Thank you for that email, Jeremy. That was all? Uh, yeah, for now. I may okay. have some other oh. ones for later in the show, yeah. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, we have a Facebook <laughs> group as well. It's not a digital citizen on Facebook. And there is a lot of posting going on there. So, go there. Be square. Go there. Be square. I think that's our new motto. <laughs> 
I'm not sure if it's Sargi in the mug. I don't know if that really works, it's... but yeah, that's fine. No. We'll, we'll go with it. I'll run go with it. There, be square. Uh, have you seen anything on TV this week? Uh, yeah. I saw the season finale of Street Outlaws, which I had to double check to make sure this was a season finale because it didn't have any racing in the car racing show on the season finale. What? That was a little weird. Uh, they had, but they had, uh, a, they had a race, I'll say, but it was a drag racing, and it's a drag racing show. Very weird. Mm. I, I don't think this show should be coming back for another season, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and then I saw, oh, I watched like three episodes of Blood Drive because I'm trying to get caught up on a few things that I've gotten behind on. Uh, so pretty much caught up on I Blood have... Drive. I'm still enjoying that show. It's still pretty good. I have still not watched that. It's pretty fun. It's, it's. I wouldn't say it's hard to get into, but it's funner. To, it's a show that would be funner to binge watch, probably. Um, mm-hmm. And I saw Marlin this week, which is a sitcom with Marlon Wayans in it. They had first two episodes uh, this week, so. And how was it? Uh, not good. I mean, it was like a super standard sitcom, but not necessarily a good one. I would say it's like on the level of Two and a Half Men, I guess. So if you like Two and a Half Men, maybe you would like it, but I didn't like that show because I thought it was a low-rate sitcom where this one is kind of on the same level, doesn't give a lot of background story. You're just all of a sudden in this, uh, in this family, and they give you all this exposition as to what's happening without really giving you a really good uh, episode that explains the theme of the show. You just go into it, and it's it's go time from episode one, um, which I would have liked a little more explanation as to what was happening, who the characters were, instead of just introducing them as you see them. But, yeah, it's um, it's not great. I might, I might continue watching it just because it's a goofy sitcom, and I like goofy sitcoms because they're fun and easy to watch, but... If it gets worse, I probably stop watching it. Okay. Uh, I watched uh, the first two episodes of uh, Get Shorty because you told me last week I had to, and I'm afraid of you, so that's why I did it. <clears throat> oh yeah, I remember uh, getting really mad about that, saying you yeah. have to, yeah. Yeah, if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. I remember you saying that. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> anyways, yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, I enjoyed it. I haven't seen the third episode yet, uh, but it's up. I know it's up. Have you seen the third episode? No, I haven't. I I need to get that to that one, too, before the next episode um, airs. But I'm behind on a few things. I still need to see, like, I'm behind on The Sinner. I think I need to see two episodes of that. I'm behind on Room 104, which I have a feeling I'm not going to end up watching any more of that, I'm thinking, but I'm two episodes behind on that. Uh, One episode behind on uh, Somewhere Between, still. Uh, And I haven't seen this week's People of Earth. So I'm just a little bit behind because there was a lot of wrestling this week. I was doing a lot of other stuff, so. Yeah, and I watched uh, the three first episodes of Doubt because I'm binge-watching that show. 
the first season of that. It's a criminal show with what's her name from uh, Grace Autonomy. That's Blonde, that I don't remember her name. Sure. Yes. Okay. That, that played Lissy in Grace Autonomy, if that means anything. It means nothing to me. Um, nope. Have we gotten any emails about TV? Oh, yeah. I guess we did. I mean, if you. Uh, this is from Jeremy. I mean, if you haven't seen oh. Southpaw, how can I trust you have seen Glow. Uh, you have seen Glow yet? Wait, we said we saw Glow. <laughs> we both seen <laughs> yeah, Glow. We spoke, we, we, we've spoken about that, Jeremy. I'm not sure you listened to the product. Listen to the product, Jeremy. This show is great, and I look forward to Mark Maron's neurotic meltdown when he gets nominated for Emmy for an Emmy next year. I wouldn't hold your yeah, breath. I hope. Netflix, yeah. I, I don't know if a lot of Netflix shows necessarily even go to, like, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I look back and there were Netflix shows in the Emmys last year, but I don't really remember. Uh, let's see what else was he says. Stop wasting your time with Eurovision and Big Brother and get some real entertainment. <laughs> okay, really, this is really my last email for the week. Okay. 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 All right. All right. Well, Glow, we've talked about it in the past, but yeah, we really like it. And Mark Maron was probably the best thing yeah. about it. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he. It's an Emmy nom, which would be kind of a rags to riches story. I could see him getting a book deal out of just that because he did the podcast thing. Then he went off. He like had a problem with drugs, so he kind of disappeared for a while, and then came back, and now is in one. I'd say one of the best TV shows of the year. So he's yeah, he's definitely making a comeback after falling off for a while. So I'm happy for him because I've always enjoyed Mark Maron. <laughs> Who knew that Netflix Glow was going to be probably on my top ten list of best shows this year? Right. Yeah. Who totally. Knew? I didn't. Who when I went into knew? it, I was expecting a go a much more goofy show. It's it's goofy, oh, but it's definitely. done in a serious way and it's done very interesting in, in an interesting way. So, yeah, I I'm surprised. I'll be honest. But again, this year's TV is so good. It's going to be hard to do a list to begin with. So. Oh, I can't wait to do that. That's many, many months ago to, I mean, months ago to, I mean, yeah. By the way, this is episode 98. One more show, one more show, and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Never ever going to do it after 99. We're just going to quit. Uh, yes. Hey, did you know, my friend, Luke? That after the 23rd of September, we are never, ever going to podcast again. Well, it makes sense. Well, unless we're doing a podcast from, like, uh, from the wherever that place is. The in, Great uh, Beyond! Right, I was going to say whatever that place is that they go, uh, the two people go in um, The Leftovers, which I'm not really sure is heaven, but the place where you have to scan <laughs> your dick to get into to doors. Yeah. For some reason, in that show, you have to scan your penis. I don't know what that is, but that's the heaven I'm going to. Scan yeah. your penis heaven. Scan your penis heaven. The best heaven on Earth. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the uh, the end of the world is coming the 
23rd of September. I'm glad that they waited to after my birthday so I could celebrate it. I mean, that's nice of them. Yeah. Yeah. So what is this all about? Why are we talking about this? Why are we joking around about this? Because uh, there are people that believe this. Uh, it's a... I, if you look it up and you go, they actually have. There's somebody has set up a Wikipedia page about this, but it says some articles may be not reliable. Uh, which I guess they say that about a lot of stuff on Wikipedia, but uh, it's called Revelations 12 Sign Prophecy is, is a good way to look it up if you want to look it up out there. Um, uh-huh. But it is an apocalyptic belief based off of astrology, basically. And it's hurling that the time of Jacob's trouble, whatever that is, also known as the tribulation period, may begin on September 23rd, 2017. This theory, which has become promoted by a number of people and news organizations. What news organizations are promoting the end of the world? That's another thing that... Uh, oh, I've got the list. You that... want the list right? I've got the list right here. Okay. Washington Post, sure. our favorite, the one of the worst newspapers ever. Washington Post, own, owned okay. by a guy who runs Amazon. The guy who owns Amazon owns the Washington Post, and he, through Amazon has a billion-dollar deal with the CIA. So you know you're gonna trust okay. that newspaper, right? When they're in bed with the CIA, uh, the Boston Globe. Uh, Life Site News, Prophetic.com, I guess we should have known that, The Catholic Astronomer, and Shubat. I have no idea what Shubat is. Have you ever heard of Shubat? That's almost like, sounds like Bob, uh, Box Mac. Shoemac, Box Mac. <sighs> okay, I just went to Shubat.com. Uh, in their banner yeah. at the very top, it says, Donate today to rescue persecuted Christians. So that's Yay! probably not a really reliable website. But Washington Post, <laughs> Boston Globe uh, are two major newspapers. So, hmm. But yeah. And um, uh, it, it talks about the literal fulfillment of the prophecy made in the book of Revelations 12. One, two, two. We're going to read that, of course. Um, as as you know, I I don't know if I told you, but I hate the book of Revelations. It's my least favorite book of all time. But kind of goes Revelations, with the book. It's kind of in there. They kind of yeah. So yeah, in the book it says, "A great sign appeared in the heaven: a woman clothed with the sun." with a, a moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. She was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. And this is the new intercontinental version of the Bible. Right, like the international version, basically. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, if you, if, uh, if you look through, like... The English translation, the and the New American translation, King James version, um, they're a little different, but they all basically say the same thing. So 
It's not a whole. It's not like they're going off of one version and saying, "Oh, this is it," because it says it in this version. Pretty much all the ber- versions say the same thing. So that is not uh, in dispute, I guess. Um, but did you read it, Revelations twelve three? Before we go into <laughs> No, I, I don't. Okay, it has nothing to do with what we're going to talk about here with the Revelation 12 prophecy, but Revelation 12, 3, another sign appears in the heaven, an enormous red dragon with seven heads and ten ho- horns and seven crowns on its head. Uh, yeah, but t- uh, you, you so, understand yeah. that is true because, you know, Game of Thrones. All right, red dragon, though. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Really? I don't really know if... The but the dragon, dragon in, in 12.4, 12, 12, the dragon, uh, I think he eats the child after the gr- the woman gives birth uh, to him. So that's, yeah, ooh. that's the Bible for you. Um, but yeah, they, their basic idea here is that 12.1, what, the thing that Fro just read, 12.1, 12.2, is a literal interpretation of astrological, uh signs in the stars so uh yeah um what are the what are all the planets and uh constellations involved in this bro what Um, you think that's funny for yes i think it's funny um it's the virgo virgo leo the sun the moon mercury mars venus and jupiter right so they're all gonna. I guess here's the whole thing: is these all? It's very rare that all of these things would all be lined up in a row. Um, yeah. So people are saying that this rare uh, astrological event is because it's so rare, and that it lines up with this uh, passage in the Bible. That this means, mm-hmm. and because it's revelations, of course. Uh, that means it's the beginning of the end times. Right. There's a scripture in the Bible that we're going to talk about a little later that says that nobody knows the time or the place when I'm coming back. So people like trying to understand when the end of the world is coming. It's kind of looking in the wrong place, but that's my personal opinion. Um, these, this is not this is not necessarily saying that it will be the return of Jesus or anything like that. All they're saying is this is like a sign that uh, it could be coming soon. So that doesn't necessarily mean that this date is like um, the exact date the world's going to end or anything like that. They're just saying that this alignment occurs in over Jerusalem. That's important. On September 23rd, mm-hmm. 2017. And that this could be a sign of the beginning of what would become what happens later on in Revelations. Does that make sense? Right. So it's... Uh, the interpretation doesn't say in any way that this is going to be the return of Jesus or this is going to be the four horsemen coming or anything like that, but that it just is a sign uh, that revela- the th- what's written in Revelations is to come soon. That's what they're saying. Right. So, right. so we watched uh, 
both uh, both of you uh, bo- both of you yeah both of us have watched the video on this uh, uh, with a I'm not going to call him Prese he's interesting an interesting guy pointing out uh, uh, how this sign looks like a crown and it was it was. I'm going to be completely honest with you. It's really, it was an interesting video. What was the highlights of that video for you, Mike? Without highlights, it with, yeah. Um, what do you mean by that? I guess. I Just mean, like what he went, you... what the stuff that he went over in the in the video. Yes. Uh, yeah. I think the most important thing is he describes how these different planets and stars aligning and doing certain things in the sky are related to what they say in Revelations 12. So, um, I guess the part, it says a woman clothed, 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 sorry, with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. Uh, the woman is represented by the constellation Virgo. The crown of 12 stars represented, uh, represents the nine stars of the constellation Leo in conjunction with Mercury, Mars, and Venus. So those are at the top of uh, Virgo's head, and the moon on that date will appear under her feet as the uh, as the moon will appear under the constellation Virgo in September 2017. Um, so uh, let's see, what are the other things? Uh, oh, and that the sun will be passing through the constellation at that time, which they say is meant to be what uh, it says by clothed in the sun. Um, second, the second verse, I guess, uh, she was pregnant and cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. Uh, they suggest this will be fulfilled because the planet Jupiter will be traversing the constellation, uh, the constellation Virgo after having undergone apparent retrograde, meaning it goes one way and then turns around and goes back the other way after entering what is perceived to be Virgo's womb. So Jupiter is going to go into the constellation, turn around, and go back. So that is what they're saying is the representation of being pregnant and giving birth. Is Jupiter going right. in and out of the womb of Virgo. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting because Jupiter enters and then exits the lower uh, exits the lower part of the womb 42 weeks, le- 42 weeks later. Which is the approximate length of a human gestation. It so, is not nine months. Interesting. So, yeah, there is a lot of connections happening here if you were to... If you're looking for them, I guess, is a good way to put it. What do you think about that, Fro? Oh, yeah. If you if you are really looking uh, at it and want, want to say, find proof in on, on, on the sky for... Uh, things to come. It is interesting. Uh, and it also, uh, the Akoplip symbol of the woman labor is founded through Jewish and Christian s- sculpture, which prototypes suggests the evidence of 2017's alignment important in prophecy. And uh, it says uh, a lot of scriptures. According to uh, uh, Isaiah 66 about the birth, uh, uh, of a man occurs before the man, man uh, woman travels in labor and pain. Uh, 
and they say that uh, it's uh, probably has something to do with uh, gentle tribulation saints and the hundred and forty-four thousand the dragon and things like that. So it's going to be interesting to see. But uh, has there been anything like? I mean, has there been any criticism of this? Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I'll go into real quick, and another interesting kind of connection yeah. they made. I guess uh, Rosh Hashanah, which is Jewish holiday, uh, so going back to the original Bible, I guess, they're pulling out of there. Uh, I guess in the Jewish calendar, this year, would 2017 would be 5,777, uh, which apparently to them significant... Uh, the 777 obviously is a significant number. I mean, it has that luck aspect to it and things like that, but apparently this is important to them. And it says the beginning of 5778 uh, is believed to be the day of the resurrection and judgment will begin uh, within the tr uh, Jewish tradition. Uh, so people are right. taking, Christian people are taking stuff out of the Jewish tradition using it with this astrological stuff, using it with uh, comparing it to their Bible, and then putting all those things together to come up with this prophecy. Um, I guess one of the more interesting uh, kind of things that is like a contention as to why this is silly, uh, Virgo and the moon uh, has the moon at her feet uh, every 12 years or so. Uh, so that's yeah. not very rare uh, as far as that little part of it. Any anyone you got from? Uh, yeah, I like this. <laughs> uh, uh, from Greg C. White said uh, the Apostle John says there uh, uh, there appeared a great wonder in heaven. He doesn't say there will be a great wonder in heaven. He doesn't tell us to look for a great wonder in heaven. I think that was kind of funny. Uh, right. I the one. There was another video I sent you that was from, yeah. like, a Christian, what'd you say, pastor, maybe? Or yeah, something definitely. like that. Uh, yeah, he definitely. seemed like it. He had the mannerisms and everything. Uh, but oh, yeah. he uh, was talking about how, um, I don't remember the part of the Bible, but Jesus says to, to not uh, believe in, like, magic and... Uh, magicians and things like that uh, and basically talking about how he was talking about how uh, following uh, astrological signs in and of itself is unchristian because Jesus said it was blasphemy so yep. I don't know if that's 100% that's probably people could interpret that themselves however they want probably just by the, the way he the was talking about it but he was saying it in that way from from a Christian perspective, so I guess I gotta go with him there because I'm not a Christian, so I, I don't really know all that well uh, right. how people feel about that. How do you feel about that, Fro? As far as what what credence do you put into astrological signs and uh, whatever, like Absolutely horoscopes, things like that? Nothing. I know I even I a lot of people who aren't Christians, uh, well, especially people who aren't Christians, totally believe in like horoscopes. And I just think it's bullshit. Yeah. I personally think it's bullshit. Of course I do. Uh, I mean, uh, as a 
as a critic to a lot of things going on in in religion and and my own own belief in things i don't i don't look up in the skies and think ah i wonder if that sign with that sign means that jesus comes back or the age of tribulation or whatever i don't i have no credence of this at all I think the biggest thing about this is the whole idea of... uh, Let's see, he even says it here. Let me find it. Uh, Rorschach tests. Uh, These sort of claims amount to that. That people will see in them whatever they want to see. Uh, I just find it... This is the weirdest part about this whole um, theory to me. Is that there are a lot of people on YouTube and websites and other places... um, talking about it uh it, i mean you how many videos on youtube did you see for all hundreds a lot right um and it seems like a lot of them are coming from a christian perspective i don't see a lot of other people talking about it maybe that's because it's from revelations and not a lot of people are paying attention to that besides christians but i find it funny that christians are so also interested in astrology and never maybe yeah. i never made the connection but do you? Uh, it seems to me, just by the research from this, that there are a lot of Christians really interested in astrology. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I find that strange for some reason. I never connected I, I the two. Yeah, no, I, I feel that I find that extremely strange. Extremely strange. Uh, I will. I want. I, I want uh, to say that uh, there's an upcoming eight. TNT original documentary design that explores uh, the science, the religion, and history behind the uh, Revelation 12 debate, and it will air on Direct TV audience on September 20. No, sorry, uh, September 14th. That it was September 14th. I am definitely going to see that documentary. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Direct TV audience. Okay, that means it's like yeah. uh, pay-per-view. Not and yeah. Barely anybody's going to see that except for you, Fro, because be, you'd have I to know. pay for it. But actually, I could be wrong, because there may be a lot of Christians who will watch that. Yeah. I'm definitely going to watch it. Here's one interesting one, Fro. Scal- uh, Tim Hyde uh, mentions a flaw in, in this theory. Scholars have found that the sky on September 11th Huh? 3 BC to show the exact picture of Revelations 12 1 uh, pointed to the birthday of Christ uh, I didn't know September 11th was the birth of Christ totally unaware that that's what the day was yeah didn't you know it was the 11th of September I am Christ apparently fro right mm-hmm yeah, but uh, I think there's uh, uh, there's scripture I really, really, really want to re- read, and it's from Matthew twenty four thirty six. But about the day, it's talking about when he he comes back, right? Okay, so that is where uh, this is what Jesus says about that day. Or our nobody knows, not even angels in heaven, nor the Son, 
but only the Father knows. So it's saying that God is the only one that saying knows when Jesus is going to return, according to the Bible in Matthew twenty-four, thirty-six. Right, so he's nobody booking. knows. He's the booker of this wrestling program. So uh, if you say, <laughs> "Oh, it's going to come back," and even if they had it planned, God's going to say, "Oh, they already they." Thought they knew, so scratch it. We'll come back later. No, no, Jesus, come back, yeah. come back. No, yep, okay. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, according to this theory, it doesn't necessarily uh, point out the exact date. Uh, where does it say? Let me find the quote. quote. Uh, in 2012, unsealed world news suggested that the purported sign might be connected to the rapture of the church though they have repeatedly stated that the exact date of the rapture is unknown and might happen sometime before, on, or even after September 23rd. So, that is from Unsealed World News. And uh, it's... uh, There's a lot coming up here about a name uh, called Scotty Clark. Have you heard about Scotty Clark doing research on this no I didn't see anything about this guy uh, uh, there's a uh, uh, Tim Hyde mentioned several flaws in the revelation theory it says I think Scotty Clark was so excited to find something extremely rare to combine the uh, Bible prophecy namely those three planets pairing in Virgo that he missed something huge there's always been 12 stars crowning Virgil, depending who you ask, it's either a constellation called Bernice here. So I started uh, doing some because, like, the, his he, his name come up a lot during uh, uh, things like that. So I googled Scotty Clark, and um, do you know what his YouTube channel and uh, uh, things like that is about the stunning scripture related back to the, 20th, uh, the 23rd of September. So it was really, really, really interesting. Okay, so this is just another one of the YouTube guys. Okay, because I had seen uh, 2011 William Tapley uh, published a video called Stellarium. Uh, which gave this right. date uh, associated with... Re- so that was the first time, at least according to Wikipedia, that people... Um, th- that it was actually uh, mentioned as a end times date. So I guess... And then I guess, yeah, the, then I see right here it says that it was followed up by Scott Scott Clark, or Scotty Clark, uh, yeah. doing YouTube videos. So And then I'm assuming after that a lot of people caught on on YouTube and it became a kind of a YouTube thing, because like I said, hundreds of YouTube videos there. Uh, and he has his own ministry, look. I found it during Googling. Uh, I, I gave you the link in the YouTube chat. Right. <laughs> and, and, uh, Go ahead and give the, give the, give the, uh, give the address. Yeah, it is E as in Eric, uh, R as in Roger, F as in Fro, ministries.com. Uh, and 
there's a lot of if you push blood moons there's some information there then there's rapture tribulation salvation there's a lot of things but uh, one of the things that I found was kind of funny was the Q&A look <laughs> okay they have a revelations okay. countdown clock here on their yeah. own page yeah and uh, uh, yeah no there there's a lot of uh, unicorns and rainbows and a lot of weird pictures and yeah I really don't like this guy he's one of the biggest asses I've seen on YouTube Ever, I think. Ah, I wish I you would have sent me this, this uh, website uh, before, so I could have gone oh, through it. I, j I just found it like two minutes before we did it. Oh, I see. Okay, no wonder. Yeah, because uh, there's a whole s Hebrew section. There's a whole section on eternity, which I'd like to go through, but there's a. It looks like there's yep. a lot of information here, so I we'd have to talk about it later. Salvation. And then the prophecy. Most of this stuff on his page is all about September twenty third. It seems like that's his, yeah, his bread and butter. Um, yeah, but yeah, it seems like it would be an interesting one to check out if you're interested in this uh, theory or prophecy. I guess there's your invite. I like the click the rapture, and then it's got a button with like an arrow. Get saved. You're invited to heaven to come with us. Uh, yeah. And yeah, the, this guy just... seems like he totally believes it's going to be the end of the world, though, because it even says Trumpets 2017 with the countdown clock. Yep. So maybe this guy's more on the side of, like, it's not necessarily it could be before or after. I think this guy is like, this is when it's going to be. I've thought this all out. Uh... I'm selling books on it, I'm assuming. I don't see a yeah. link for a... Uh, for, like, a shop. Do you? Uh, I saw something on the homepage, didn't I? Uh, I see music. There's, like, not. a music so music section. Blood uh, Moon Blood Moon Rising. The, tri the Tribulation Train. These are, some <laughs> These are his songs. They're by him. They're not, like... Uh, yeah, the tribulation Eternal train. Listen to this. Eternal Rhythm Flow Ministries began its online presence in 2009 uh, on YouTube by offering offering uh, worship videos to the online mu Christian community in video form. I am Scott. <laughs> oh my god, this is funny. I, I, Scott, have been in music ministry since the age of 16. Been more, and have been more in more music ministry teams at churches around the United States. And I'm touring Christian, and in touring Christian bands that I can possibly recall. This man is really high on, on himself. So now he's a music After, producer as well? What the hell? This guy's yeah. a jerk. After a short while on YouTube, I began making non-music videos that uh, about the state of the world in relation to Bible prophecy. I have been a study, study of 
I have no clue what that this is. It's can you help me with this? It's on about page about ERF ministries. Uh, I'm a student of what? Etchentology? I'm trying to get there. I don't know where you are exactly. Uh, uh, okay. Do you see the uh, about? Uh, yeah, I'm at the about ministries, but it's like seven paragraphs and, long. I don't know which paragraph you started at. Oh, I'm I'm on the second now. I've Eschatology of... and theology oh. since my early teens. There you go. Yeah. Well, uh, when subjects were brought to my attention in junior high school while attending small groups, small Bible studies in church. Okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, pretty yeah. much uh, this guy. I found a good quote that kind of describes this guy and other people, uh, lots of YouTube personalities that are doing the same thing, including the guy that we saw the video from, uh, from Tim, Tim McHyde. Uh, what we have is once again another example of how Christian prophecy students can't seem to resist taking something from scripture and combining it with something extra biblical extra biblical uh, biblical they subjectively uh, and arbitrarily view as significant uh, a Jewish holiday a brief historical pattern of economic downturns a rare conjunction or three uh, or three or more blood moons saying, they're just taking things and just connecting them to the Bible because uh, it's, you know, it's the Rorschach test. They're just seeing whatever they want to see. They've gone through the Bible so many times, all they see around them in the whole world is what is written in the Bible. They don't see anything else. Does that make sense, bro? Like, everything yeah. to them can be interpreted as being written in the Bible. Um, they could see a box of Cheerios in the morning and go, look at the Bible. So, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy I'm not that kind of Christian. Right, so, don't ever get tricked into being like that kind of Christian either, bro. <laughs> so what do you think about this theory, my friend? Um, overall, I it think it's it's total baloney. Sense. I think it's interesting... Oh. Where, sorry, you're, you got something to say? <laughs> No, uh, I said, I said, oh, you think it makes sense? Oh, I'm so surprised that you think it's baloney. Um, I think the most interesting thing about this is thinking of the people who believe it. That's the most yeah. interesting part of this is trying to put yourself in the mindset of somebody who's able to make these connections and then go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean, Fro? Uh, they're so yeah. stuck in their world of... Everything is what the Bible says, uh, written directly in the Bible. It's, it is what it says. It's like the direct word of like what's going to happen. So they have to take, uh, these astrological signs and try to connect them to this passage. Um, and I think that whole mindset is what's interesting to me is like those, there are people like in that mindset all over the place. You go to the store and the checkout person is thinking like that. You know, you go to the bank and the teller is thinking like that. Like, you never know because it's in their head. And this shit is crazy. That's what's the most interesting to me. What about you, Fro? Yeah. No, I, I hate, I hate, I hate, I hate, 
I hate I hate that this at all have uh, come up because it 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 is kind of making fun of my my religion my Christian religion by taking this at all serious looking at this at all in a serious manner makes Christians look like buffoons and looking for stuff that isn't there it will come when it comes if it comes relax people stop looking up look inside instead amen hallelujah I mean it is interesting though that to get to this point where they are looking this deep into it they have to have they have to have looked so deep into the Bible that that, and look for so much in in the Bible that they're looking outside the Bible to prove the Bible correct. That's the way I perceive it. Does that make sense, Fro? <sighs> yeah. That they're looking. They've they've gone so deep in the Bible and have so much invested in it in their life that they need uh, things outside the Bible that will um, confirm that to themselves, so they can. So it. Um, it helps with their faith, if that makes sense. In a way, it's like right. use, uh, using things outside of uh, your own belief system, just like the guy said, just using non-biblical things to try to confirm something for yourself. Um, and also, let's not sell it short. I'm sure there's a lot of charlatans using this to take people's money. So, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's sad. Don't don't look into things like this. I I know it's. It's funny to make fun of, but it also has the serious backside that some people may believe this and sell their money and give their money away to charlatans. Right. I think that is why we do need to look into it. It's just like yeah. uh, scam artists, like you were talking about earlier. It's like to know the scam, you have to uh, learn about it to not get scammed by it. And I right. think that's kind right. of what this is. Is is like if you don't, if you were to just watch one of those videos and you were just a a, a very maybe beginner Christian or let's say you were just a teenager and you've been raised in a Christian family and you saw a YouTube video about this you'd go oh wow that's you know it's wow, cool like yeah totally it's like yeah. a sci-fi thing based on my Bible that I didn't really like going to church before but now this this opened my you know what I mean that kind of thing mm. and they get sucked in and they start believing this crap yeah that's the part that yeah, makes that. me go we need to we need to learn about it so that we can uh tell people that are in that mindset hey you're wrong but that's just me yeah no I totally agree I totally 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 agree have you seen the movie this week uh yeah I saw a documentary called unacknowledged um okay it was an interesting documentary is uh I guess the subtitle uh an expose of the world's greatest secrets so it was about a guy who worked in in U.S. intelligence and who somehow got a hold of all these different documents involving alien spacecraft, uh, world government, um, the reason we're actually at war with certain countries, things like that. And it goes deep into this, but it really is coming from an... This guy believes that the whole reason we're... The way the world is still is that... There is a group of people hiding 
that alien uh, aliens exist and that they have some type of alien technology that could just fix the whole world, except uh, they choose not to give it to us. So it's a weird documentary, especially since this guy has all these government documents uh, to back a lot of the stuff he's talking about up. But then he goes off on like a whole um, conspiracy theory side of it based off of these documents. So it's interesting. Mm. Uh, it's really kind of goofy. And there's a certain point of it, like two-thirds of the way through, where I was like, all right, now they're just talking a bunch of shit. But uh, <laughs> the beginning of part of it is definitely more interesting than the end because they kind of try to wrap it up in a way that's very strange. It's definitely coming from... I would say a Republican Christian standpoint also. So the whole documentary is kind of interesting. I would suggest watching it. Uh, pretty standard documentary format, but the subject matter is pretty, pretty cool and pretty different. So, uh, that was oh. called unacknowledged. Cool. That sounds super cool. I saw a movie this week that you never heard of. It's called, uh, um, baby driver. You never heard about that movie. Have you? No. Oh, wait. Yes, I have. I've totally heard of that movie. I do want to see that movie still. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, I saw it this week. Uh, I really, really liked it. That's more or less what I'm going to say because I know Luke is going to watch it. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's fine. That's, yeah, that's you want to give it a 1 out of 10 just to wrap that up? Um, eight and a half. How right. about that? That's pretty high. Yeah. Right. That's pretty high. We are going to watch the trailer for The Hitman's Bodyguard right now. I'm a triple A rated executive Whoa. protection agent. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. This looks incredibly 90s, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, My job is to keep you out of harm's way. Ryan Reynolds, okay. Samuel L. Jackson. Huh. Jackson. <laughs> oh. Doesn't make it better by having I will always love you in the background. That makes it... <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah. definitely a oh, comedy though so it kind of works because you could yeah. definitely tell this is it's an action comedy i hope they kill him i really do this guy single-handedly ruined the word motherfucker TikTok, motherfucker i was up here god damn it gotta get that motherfucker in cap in your ass have you ever said please please motherfucker oh we twice doing? in one trailer <laughs> This is the Red Band trailer, by the way, people. Jesus Christ! Really? What happened to the seatbelt rule? <laughs> seatbelt uh, rule. So, Luke, like I ask every week, what is this movie about? The Hitman's Bodyguard. The world's top protection agent is called upon a guard to... Uh, oh, is called upon to guard the life of his mortal enemy, one of the world's most notorious hitmen. The relentless bodyguard and manipulative assassin 
have been on the opposite end of the bullet for years and are thrown together for a wildly outrageous 24 hours. So this is this is a 1990s buddy comedy uh, action-adventure movie, is what it is. Uh, which, strangely enough, makes me excited to see it, because I like those kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, it's got 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, so pretty good. Uh, 40% yep. on Rotten Tomatoes, which is not so yeah, good, 30. but not as bad as we've seen. Audience score of 75. That's pretty high. So right next to IMDb. It seems like the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb are usually pretty close. So. Yeah. So where did you find your review, Luke? Uh, the Facebook. Um, a lot of people on the Facebook. This seemed like... I think this movie was number one. So there were a lot of people talking about it this week. Um, got one from James Herder. Uh, I enjoyed it despite the many, many suspensions, suspensions of disbelief. Uh, the in-car singing was outstanding. Okay, I'm not sure what that means. I love to know how many times that one had to be reshot before they got it. All the banter is gold, and Selma looks great no matter what her role is. So yeah, Selma Hayek was in this. Uh, I got one from Zachary M. Siemens. The movie was the greatest I've seen in a while. Good old-fashioned dude movie. Badass women, random ass explosions, and gratuitous use of the word motherfucker. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a guy movie, it looks like. Phyllis N. on Rotten Tomatoes gave it not interested and said, F this, F that, it was constant. Could be a, a great action flick, but the language was too rouchy. And I ask you, Philip, Phyllis, why did you go and see an X-rated movie then? <laughs> that is why. Oh, yeah, it is R-rated. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, of course, with that many, I mean, in the trailer, they said motherfucker a whole bunch of times. But, I mean, if you weren't expecting yeah. them to use the F-word and you went to a Samuel L. Jackson movie, I'm sorry, but. Yeah. Yeah, so, that is, uh, I, I found a lot of uh, five-star reviews. And uh, there was the Facebook uh, was filled with positive stuff. I barely found anybody saying anything bad about it. So, yeah, but uh, I found this <laughs> uh, found this five star review that was kind of interesting because it only has uh, one word: Samuel L. Jackson, A plus plus. Well, That's... it's not one word, but yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do you want to see this? I kind of do, to be honest with you. Me too. Yeah, yeah. me too. Uh, you haven't watched any wrestling this week, have you? No, I didn't watch, like, nine hours of wrestling this week um, at all. <laughs> uh, tell the audience how much wrestling we've seen this week. Uh, I'm not really sure how much you've seen, but I know... We, we watched NXT, that's two hours. We yeah. watched SummerSlam, that's six hours. I watched mm -hmm. Raw, which is, well, let's say two and a half hours. Uh, yep. So right there, that's ten, ten and a half hours, and then SmackDown is two hours, so 12, yep. 12 and a half, 13 hours of wrestling uh, this yep. week. Uh, and honestly, I enjoyed most of it, except for Raw. Raw was uh, really bad, uh, 
other things were really fun. I really liked SummerSlam. SummerSlam was just fun. Was yeah, fun it, SummerSlam. a lot of good matches. Uh, a lot better than a lot of pay-per-views recently, and we did get a lot of bullshit finishes. And then SmackDown this week was just amazing. I really like oh, SmackDown. So good. Uh, so good. A lot of uh, some new people coming in. If nobody's seen it, I won't spoil that. Uh, but oh come uh, on, we're going to spoil it. People have seen it or not. People have seen it. All right, we got Bobby yeah. Roode coming it's in. Glorious. I don't want to begin. I don't want to begin. It's glorious. Yeah, I was so happy. Yeah, me too. Uh, I we kind of were expecting it, but we we were going. Oh, we hope he ends up on SmackDown on not on Raw because he'll get buried on Raw. So it's we're just really happy that he ended up on SmackDown more than anything else. Oh. And he's going to have a lot of good people to wrestle there because there's just so many good options for him to wrestle in on SmackDown as opposed to Raw. So yeah, mm. uh, and they said something last uh, last week about. Uh, Brizango won't be here for two weeks and then they were on SmackDown. So that was a little weird. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> but it but, sounds like... But, they, but their interaction this week was so funny. It was, it so was funny. very good. And Kevin Owens yeah. is very funny to begin with. But them yeah. Yeah. saying they both want to be a referee, that there'd be two re- two of them, <laughs> like they can't pick one of them. And then um, yeah. it looks like they're going to end up just going straight back to the Brizango gimmick and I don't know if they're going to go back to, like, Fashion Files at all, but we'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Fashion Police, you mean? Right, Fashion Files, Fashion Police. Fashion Files is the yeah. segment. Fashion Police is the actual team. But, right. yeah. Uh, their outfits were also amazing. Whatever they were wearing oh, was so, so insane. Good. It was so, so amazing. But, yeah, uh, NXT for me was a little let down. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I thought uh, TakeOver was on par. I thought everything was good, except the last match was a little bit slow. But uh, it was only slow compared to the rest of the pay-per-view. So um, I thought the wrestling was really, really good. And would not be surprised if we see... uh, I I was a little bit surprised on Monday that we didn't see... uh, What are the the tag team uh, that I can't remember the name of? Them coming in to Raw... But maybe we'll get it next right. week, so. Maybe. But let's go into SummerSlam itself, or as I'm going to be call it, I am the best guesser ever because I got so many points that I think your pen got uh, tired of writing me points this, this uh, pay-per-view. Or I got tired of writing zeros because you barely got any right but none of us really got very many right because uh this pay-per-view was ass backwards booked and uh, even (laughs) it was like they were booking the exact opposite of what the betting odds were saying because we were kind of following Mm -hmm. it at the time pretty much everything except for the brock lesnar final match uh went against the odds so uh somebody made a boatload of money that's for sure uh so let's start this out pre-show match number one ms and Miztourage defeated the Hardy Boys. Um, go ahead and tell me if you got a point or whatever. I know that... Uh, I believe... I didn't even pull up Tilly's list. So now i got to wait for that. Did you get a point there, Fro? I have no clue. Oh, right. This is the match that we did not predict. Because it got added later. Oh. That's why I can't find it. Oh. All right. 
Now, uh, so that got added to the pre-show. Another pre-show match, Neville defeated Tazawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. Yeah. Uh, let's see, who said that? You. No, I didn't. I had said Neville was going to win that. And you and... Yeah, that but right? he won it back. Oh, right, he Neville defeated... Right, that's... I, now I'm totally... Yeah, I said that. You guys didn't say that. Hello? All right. It's hard to it's hard to do the lists and run through the... Yeah. Why don't you run through the matches and I'll do the lists? Yeah. That's what I'm having okay, a hard okay. time with here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Usos, Jim, uh, Jay and Jimmy Uso defeated the New Day. Uh, right. And... Uh, did we predict this match? Oh, yeah. We all said New Day, right? I believe we all yeah. said New Day. Yeah, yeah. Then we had John Cena defeated uh, Baron Corbin. Right, and we all said Corbin, I believe. Okay. Yes. So, n no points there. Natalia defeated Naomi. Tilly got a point here, because me... Uh, let's see. No, wait. Who got a point? I could have sworn somebody got a point here. No, we all said Naomi. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Big Cast defeated Big Show. Uh, me and Tilly said Cass, and Fro said Big Show. Mm -hmm. Randy Orton defeated Rusev in 10 seconds. Which was... I, I kind of saw it coming when it happened. Like, when they did the beforehand mm. thing, I said, oh my god, we're just going to get an RKO, it's going to be over. But we all said Rusev, so we're all wrong oh. there. It's Sai for the... Oh, I don't like this Sai. Yeah, it's completely uh, unnecessary to beat Rusev like this. Yeah. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss. I was so sad about this. Mm. Me and Fro got it wrong, Tilly got a point there. Finn Balor defeated Bray Wyatt. Uh, me and Tilly got that right, and Fro got a point. Uh, did not get a point. Sorry. How many points do I have? It's nine ma matches. How many points do I have? Right now, now you have zero, zero. points. <laughs> Out of nine matches. That is pretty amazing. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, right, and t yeah, Fro got actually got his first point here in match 10, yeah. so that's pretty good. Uh, me and, uh, oh, Tilly did not actually pick this match, but I did not get it correct either, so um, no. doesn't matter there. But I guess we'll go, we actually got an email kind of about this match, because something happened during oh. this match that was very interesting. Okay. Uh, well, let's see, we got an email. Oh, this email, actually, we got another one. It says, well, this email thing got out of hand. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, congratulations on the new email record for one show from Jeremy. <laughs> okay. And then we got a, about this match. Uh, during this match, uh, there, the crowd was throwing beach balls around. And yeah. Cesaro goes into the crowd and grabs one of them and rips. He grabbed it and just ripped it to shreds with his bare, bare hands. It was, like, it was pretty cool Fun. looking uh, and very funny. But Jeremy sent us an email that says, uh, I'm not really sure what that word is. I meant to end uh, the multiple emails with the last email, and then I uh, was reminded about something to talk about. Beach balls. 
I'm firmly okay. on the side of people being allowed to have fun with beach balls at wrestling events. Beach balls have been a staple at sporting events and concerts since they were uh, since the beach ball were invented. Okay, I'm not sure if that's true okay. or not, but wrestling is not no. a serious theater, and anybody who says beach balls is distracting and disrespectful to the performers are one. ADD riddled children who can't handle two things happening at once or two <laughs> people who take pro wrestling too seriously get her, get over yeah. yourselves and let people have fun Jeremy yeah. so yeah there was a lot I mean there was some beach ball controversy after this because then on Raw apparently because this happened people brought lots more beach balls because this happened so what do you think about the beach right. ball controversy fro uh, let people have fun with beach balls if they really want to. Right. They'll just figure out another so. way to distract themselves if that's what they want to do. I think people think it's disrespectful to the performers because you're nah. not paying attention to the match, you're paying attention to a beach ball. Um, but this is a concert atmosphere. Like, when you go to a concert and there's, whatever, 10,000 people watching a, a band and the beach ball goes around... Do you get mad at them for not watching the band? <laughs> no, you don't, do you? So it's it's not like you said. It's not a it's not a play. You're not at uh, the Nutcracker Suite throwing a beach ball around. That's different. But this is wrestling, and uh, it's what wrestling crowds do. That's what I think. Uh, I don't know. Do you agree with me, Fro? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of people that five... got really mad about this. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, and thank you for the five emails, Jeremy. That is a new record. Yeah, we kind of spread those out, so hopefully you like them spread out. I, uh, we put them in the places they needed to go. So. Yep. Uh, yes. So the numbers. Yes, and I got my first one. AJ Styles defeated Kevin Owens. Me and Tilly picked AJ, and Fro picked Owens. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a silly goose. Ginger, no, oh, sorry, Ginger Mahal. No, because... try again. It's a duh, <laughs> duh. <laughs> ginger, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Ginger, <laughs> ginger, 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 ginger <laughs> Mahal. I'm going to call him Ginger Mahal now. Ginger Mahal uh, with the Thing Brothers defeated Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, yes. I don't know why this happened, but it did. Uh, yep. I liked it. Right, because you got a point here, and Tilly got a point here, and I did not. So. Then Brock Lesnar defeated <coughs> uh, Bro, Bro, Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. And Tilly got a point there, and me and Fro picked Strowman. So we did not get a Stroman. point. Strowman. Nope. Uh, I guess I'm happy with it so, after seeing Raw, but I still think Strowman could have won, and it would have gone... I think it would have been better, in my opinion. But it, they're going a different so. direction, and apparently we're still... The whole plan here is Roman Reigns, Lesnar at WrestleMania, which I don't want to see, but that's the plan oh, right now. I really don't want to see that... They just don't get it. They're WWE is like the Democratic Party. They just don't get it. So, how many points did I get this week? Uh, two. 
You got two points, bro. Woo-hoo! Two out of that... 13, which is not a great um, <laughs> average. It's pretty low. What? Uh, what? I got four out of 13, and, which is still Woo-hoo! not very good. And Tilly got six out of 13, which still isn't even half of the matches. But, uh, oh, right, it's, it's she's the highest, so Tilly wins. So we'll figure out what Tilly wants to do next week when she hopefully comes back from Spain. From Spain. Spain. That's how they say spell. Spain in Spanish. Spain. Hey, you over there in America. This week, I like the guest book. What? What? I what? thought it was good this week as well. I think, uh, I don't know if you agree with me, Fro. Don't spoil anything, but the very end part, is that what made you go, okay, this show is starting to get good? That's what I was thinking yep. when I was, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go through this hopefully quick. We'll see what happens, but see how fast we get through it. Episode four, story four. We got our last week on type segment in the candy machine, which, and uh. I still don't like that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I actually liked it more this week, and I'll tell you why, but I'll tell you what they say. Um, the guy recaps it, and then the friend says the joke, and he says, you should check it out. And the guy says, seems like a lot of stuff to keep track of. And the other guy says, I just got you caught up in 15 seconds. And the guy yeah. says, yeah, but maybe if I had, like, some pictures to look at of what's happening, which is what we saw. We saw pictures of what he was talking about. So they're just they're literally pointing out that some people are too dumb to watch this program. They're pointing that out in their opening bit is like making fun of um, certain TV viewers, which I think is hilarious. Did you get that fro from it? Yeah, I guess. That it's yeah. this week it definitely was like you could have said oh one way or another the last couple weeks, but this week for sure was pointing out, look, this TV show is maybe a little too smart for some people. Um, it's maybe not a great strategy to alienate people who might want to watch your show, but whatever. We get our intro credits, uh, and we open up in Froggy Cottage. Uh, we open up with Jamie Presley. Uh, we ta- I feel like we don't even need to recap her because we've talked about it every week, I think. But yeah, she's yeah. from My Name is Earl. And the Jerry Springer movie. Uh, she's inside of a closet. Uh, and she's hiding from the man and his daughter we saw last week. And she finds the guest book, which, of course, in the last episode, Phyllis uh, had hidden in the closet because she didn't want her husband to see what she wrote in there. So I thought that was a very cool connection between these two episodes. Uh, she begins to write in it, and she says she's writing in it so she doesn't go crazy because she's hiding inside in this closet. And as she says this, she picks up a mouse trap and eats the peanut butter off of the mouse trap. <laughs> so clearly, she's maybe a little crazier than she is even giving herself credit for. I, I there there's something like when this I saw this episode, and I'm going to try to explain it. Uh, uh, I just got this show. Like, I got the humor of the show. I I now think this is a really, really good show. 
like yeah. last week I didn't like 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 the episode at all. We talked about that. Like I right. didn't I I was last week I was on the I was really not far behind saying I'm not going to do this anymore. Like last week I was like no, I don't want to see this anymore. But I gave it like one more episode. And this episode totally changed it for me. I'm going to be completely honest. I have now another view upon this show than I did uh, before. So what I did was actually I saw the three first episodes again. And you know what? I like them now. Isn't that strange? You because you see all the connections that are happening and the, yeah. the clever yeah. cleverness of the writing and stuff. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just yeah. from the beginning I was like I was assuming that's where they were going with it. So I always kind of saw that happening, but uh you don't. Re- you can't really say it as it's happening. You just have to. In my mind, I was going. I think this is how they're going to write it. And so far, it's been right. pretty clever to me. But let's see. Where were we? Right. She's writing in the guest book. She eats the peanut butter. Oh, right. And then we go into flashback in time, showing Christy, uh, who is Jamie Presley, and she's going on vacation with her boyfriend, and uh, she's to uh, her boyfriend. Her new boyfriend wants. Her to get to know his daughter, uh, which we found out, you know, the last episode. So they're driving up to the cabin, and on their way to the cabin, uh, she's telling the girl a story that's like a really terrible story about a snail, and they pass the strip club, <laughs> and so she says the snail's name is Chubby because that's the name of the strip club. But they do she's a very the worst. Sc- she's the worst storyteller ever. Right, she's one of those people that's clearly not been around kids a lot, and honestly, I'm a terrible yeah. storyteller to kids, because I always want to overthink things, but you really just need to make them simple and stupid, and kids will love it, but I always overthink shit, so. Um, so yeah, another clever little transition, because they pass the strip club, and then we go from that story into the strip club. So, we saw Wilfred go into the strip club at the end of the last episode, he's still there, and... He's being videotaped, but now he's not in the in the back room. He's just out watching the stripper, and she's acting like a cat, which is very weird. Um, and tickles, she's plan. She's got this whole plan to use Wilfred, so she's gonna tape him or and use the tapes to blackmail him so that she can get the keys to the cabins. Uh, but she's not gonna rob him. She's going to r- pretend to be the person renting out the cabins. She's going to give the keys to the people, take the money for the cabin rental, and that's how she's going to get the money out of them. She's not going to rob them or anything like that. She's just going to take the cabin money instead of Wilfred. So, it's kind of a clever plan when you think about it. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, she isn't stupid. No, she's just not... um, She's not a mastermind, but she does seem to, like always be thinking about a scam to get money. So, back at the cabin office, we see the scene from last episode where uh, Wilfred's wife is trying on the lingerie, and then the boyfriend of Christy is checking into Froggy Cottage. Uh, We go outside, and we see Christy outside, and we saw last time she was about to eat some pot brownies in the last episode. But before we can see that, we get a flashback of Christy's past. And we find out that Christy used to be, uh, seems like not very long ago, a porn star. And we get a really cool cameo here from Johnny Mundo. 
Yeah, really random. Uh, I was like, that is Jeremy Mundo, isn't it? I'm yeah, like, I was what? not expecting him to be in this episode. I we went uh, through all the people like when we, when me and Fro were trying to decide if we do the show or not. All the different yeah. interesting actors that are going to be in upcoming episodes, even. But I don't remember him him being listed because we would have been like, oh wow, if we would have noticed. Yeah. I'm assuming. So yeah, he, it's not either. a huge r- role or anything. But Johnny Mundo is her co-star in his porn film. So <laughs> <coughs> uh, I really liked it. Yes, very funny. And cool wrestling callback for us. So mm-hmm. uh, so after one day she's uh, doing porn and it her career's moving along or whatever. And then eventually she's at this one taping and she realizes she's no longer the young, cute porn star. She's become the MILF in the porno. And she's like, realizes, oh my gosh, maybe, I, maybe my life has passed me by a little bit. Uh, so one day after a porn, she's in an, an apron that was she was wearing on the porno set, and this guy, Paul, walks up to her. Paul is played by John Ortiz, who, believe it or not, was in Fast and Furious. He was in Skull Island, Kong, Skull Island. He was in American mm-hmm. Gangster, if you remember that film, which I was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve, mm-hmm. He was in Steve Jobs, and he was in the mm-hmm. TV show Narc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember him being in any of those things, and I've seen a few of them. Oh, so, I've I've seen all of it. Right, but then, right. Uh, he probably didn't have braces in American Gangsters, my guess. Um, Maybe. So uh, they meet at this coffee shop, and Paul's pointing out, uh, "Oh, are you wearing that apron because you're a, you've been baking?" And she's like, "Uh, uh, yeah, that's why." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, I thought so. I thought you had been baking maybe cupcakes because you got frosting on your apron." Yeah. Very funny. <laughs> I love that. So funny. So we find out Christy really likes this guy, and she realizes this he might be the key to like a better future for me. And he's a really nice mm-hmm. guy. So she give up gives up her job in porn, and you know is dressing all conservatively, and she hides her past from Paul, so that he doesn't know that she used to be a porn star. So yeah, I guess we find out later. Paul just never watches porn because. Yeah, we'll find that out later. Um, but she wants to start a new life with Paul. And so we go to our, back to our scene from last episode in the cabin, off, cabin office parking lot. And Christy's eating the pot brownies. And she says she just needs to take the edge off because it's really stressful meeting, you know, trying to get to know Paul's kid. Um, but Paul's daughter sees the brownies and she really she wants one. Of course, you know, kids are going to want candy, obviously. And Christy's like, I can't give this girl pot brownies, but she can't tell Paul either. So Paul's like, yeah, just give her one. She loves brownies. And Christy just <laughs> stuffs all the brownies in her mouth because she's like, what am I supposed to do here? And she just says, I don't like sharing. <laughs> That's so funny. And, and it, it's so... Uh, like, one, one of the things I like about this show, now that I like this show... It, it is the out of place um, uh, storyline telling. What do I mean about the out of place storytelling? Like things going into each other so uh, smooth. Is that the word I'm looking for? Yes. Yeah. Smooth. You're talking about like the the connections, like 
when they're yeah. driving past the strip club and then we go to the strip yes. club, that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. the writing and it's the editing and it's all of it put together. One great thing about this is every episode is written by the same person. So that helps mm. out a lot because a lot of TV shows, different episodes will be written by different people and you'll see those different, the differences in the stylized style of writing, the style of the story and things like that. Where this, it's all written by the same guy. And the one thing I love about this, road that you got to think about after you watch each episode that I think about is uh, these are all based off of stories this guy wrote in actual guest books while he was actually on vacation. Right. But they were all fake. Like, he was just making a joke so people would see it and go, oh my god, is this real? So he was just trolling people with actual guest books. So imagine if you were to go to a cabin and you were reading the guest book, and this story was written down in there. It would be very, that's what makes it funny to me too. It's like a third yeah. level of funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. So she doesn't let her eat the brownies. Uh, uh, we go. Oh, we go back to kind of the future with her in the closet, and we find out that Christy's in the closet because she's playing pot, hide and seek from Paul and his daughter. So we know she's hiding because she's super high because of these brownies. Uh, but we go back to her uh, right after she ate the brownies and she's in the bathroom and she wants to throw them up so that they don't affect her as much. But she can't throw up because she's trained trained her gag reflex as a porn star to not <laughs> so she won't gag. Uh, so she's trying to stick her finger down her throat. So she's got like her whole fist. She's like jamming her fist down her throat. She can't throw up these brownies. It is so, so hilarious. So she walks out, and uh, the three of them, she wa- they want to play a board game. So she's playing the board game with them, and the brownies start to really kick in. And the spinner <laughs> thing on the board is just continuously spinning, and there's, like, the frogs. Because uh, it's Froggy Cottage. There's little frogs all over the place. They're, like, riveting oh. at her. It's very it's very funny. And Christy's like, I, I need to take a break from this game, because she's freaking out. And she's like, why don't you guys go get some fresh air? So they go out the... Paul and his daughter go outside, and they um, go outside to play on a swing. And it's next door where the doctor's the doctor's cabin is. So the doctor comes up, and he's talking to Paul. And as he's talking to Paul, uh, in the foreground, Tickles drives by with Frank in her bright pink uh, sports car, and they're taking pictures of cabins. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's like... As this one story is happening, the other story just drives in front of it really quickly. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's the oh, little... Very interesting. It's so smart. It's really yeah. done, done clever. Right, and I think... Well, we'll I'll talk about it in a minute, but... Okay. Christy uh, is still in the house, and she's getting really high at this point because everything's starting to kick in, the rest of the brownies. And she uh, is getting really hot and thirsty, so she's trying to drink water and... She says she loses her shirt, but she just kind of, like, lifts it up over the back of her head, and but she doesn't know where it went. And she's looking out the window in her bra, and Frank is outside the window and takes a picture of her, which I think he was just trying to take a picture of the house, but she just happened mm-hmm. to be there. So I totally agree. Not sure, but I think this may come up in the future, the picture. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. So back outside on the swing set. Uh, we find out that Paul's wife died uh, in a fire and that the doctor says, uh, well, doctor asked him if he knows a good way to get back with his ex-wife 
And Paul says, I don't, that's not really my area of expertise because my ex-wife is dead. <laughs> so. Um, that, and, and to be completely honest with you, that's one of the things that makes me think that my theory about the priest being in one of the future episodes maybe is not bullshit because things are fitting together. It feels a little like like uh, they wouldn't like just throw that out there because it doesn't fit with all the, the rest of the writing. episode. Right. Yeah, we find out his wife died, but it's like it never comes up again. But it seems really important to this scene. Uh, yeah. So yeah, but I mean, the more important thing, at least for this episode, is we find out that the doctor wants to get back together with his ex-wife, which we saw episodes ago that she's. A giant jerk. <laughs> so. Definitely. I don't know why he even wants to get back together with her, but I think it's just for no, the kid. Because he doesn't get to see his kid all that... He, w once every two weekends, I think is what he said. So. That'll come up in a minute. But back inside, uh, Paul and the daughter come in, back inside, and the daughter's in, ahead of Paul and, and finds Christy in the bathroom with her shirt over her head. and uh, She's like, why... Where's my shirt... And the little girl tells her. But Paul doesn't see any of this. So they want to play the board game again. But Christy suggests they go, they play hide and go seek. So this is where she hides in the closet and starts writing in the, in the guest book. Uh, which we've seen this whole episode. But then right here she falls asleep uh, as she's writing in the guest book. And when she wakes up, uh, she looks out this little hole uh, in the door of the closet. Uh, mind you, this closet is very hidden it's like uh it's not like a door it's like part of the wall uh, where it's very hidden and they have not found christy yet so paul has called the police and the police show up because it's a missing persons case i guess mm -hmm. and christy wants to come out because she's like oh my gosh this has gone way too far i need to come out and set things straight and she looks down and there's a mouse and the mouse teller tells her, no, you are way, just way too high. <laughs> so the mouse isn't talking the to mouse, her. She's like, the mouse is talking to her. And that, that fits so together with her licking the mouse trap as well. Right, totally. That goes so much together. Oh, I love this. So she decides, I'm not going to leave this closet. I'm going to stay right here. So the cop goes outside. Uh, and is talking to the doctor about his ex-wife because the doctor's like, I really want to get back together with my ex-wife. And the cop seems to show some interest in the doctor. She says, uh, well, there are single ladies around in this town. Well, there's actually only three of them, but and we have a book group. But, yeah, there are single ladies besides your wife because she doesn't seem like a very nice person. So some the police officer seems a little interested in the doctor. Uh... But Paul finds Christie's driver's license to show to the cop. And the cop shows it to the doctor, and the doctor says, Man, she looks awful familiar. Is she an actress? And Paul's like, I don't think so. Not that I know of. So we go to the cabin, cabin office, and the cop is showing the license around, and he shows it to Wilfred, and Wilfred says, Man, she does look familiar. Uh, I think I remember seeing her. Wasn't she a cheerleader somewhere? And the wife is like, no, you're going senile. You just think you've seen people. So, um, more showing the license around. They go to the strip club. And Frank 
and Tickles say they never see the, seen the guy. Except Frank says it in a way like, oh, yeah, I've never seen her before ever. Never, never seen her, even though we know he just took a picture of her in her bra. But he can't show that to the cop because they're casing out the cabins to figure out which, which ones they can put online and try to rob these people. So if he shows them the right. picture, they'll ask, why were you taking a picture of random cabin with a lady with a bra on? He'd be, the cop would go, oh my gosh, you're a, a peeper. You know what I mean? Uh, but they show the picture to the old guy in the wheelchair that's always at the strip club, which his name's Walter, but we've never really gotten his name up till now. But the old guy in the wheelchair that's always there, he's his name's Walter, and he's, he just turns around and looks at it and says, she's a porn star. Like, right away, he instantly knows it. <laughs> Nobody else knew except this guy, Walter. And Tickle says, if anybody would know, Walter would know. Oh, it's so funny. Because it's so, so random. It's so random as well. Like, she's a porn star. <laughs> but I wonder if, like, maybe the doctor did know and he just didn't want to say it in front of the mm. in front of the police officer, you know what I mean, maybe? Could, um, could be. Yeah. So back at Froggy Cottage, Paul's daughter finds this secret closet that Christy is hiding in. And Christy pulls oh. her into the closet because Christy still doesn't want to come out yet because there's cops watching after the daughter. And she doesn't want to get caught by the cops. Mostly, I think, because she's still paranoid from the brownies. Right. Uh, so she she decides uh, the, the little girl wants to leave the closet, but Christy can't let her go. So she decides, I'm going to tell her a story. And the little girl's like, oh, your stories suck. But Christy goes, oh, give me a chance. Now that my... Uh, now that my creative juices are flowing, is what she says, which means creative now that I'm really high. Yeah. Yes. Uh. So the mouse tells her, "Oh, you got to put on a hat to make this to for props." <laughs> so she puts on a ski mask. The mouse again. Oh, it's so funny. <laughs> right, because she's still so high, she's talking to the mouse. Um, yep. So she puts on this ski mask and tells a story about being a masked superhero, who's in this magical <laughs> land. So as she's doing this, Paul and the cop return, and Paul is watching Christie's porno on his phone, and the cop's like, wow, she's very accommodating to that basketball team. <laughs> and it, they hear some laughing coming out of the wall, and they're like, oh my gosh, that sounds like the kid. Why is their kid laughing coming from the wall? So the cop finds this secret closet, opens the door, and Christie's back there with the kid, except she's wearing a ski mask, and she's covering the little girl's mouth. And she said, wow. she basically says, it, this isn't what it looks like. But she can't even say that right because she's so high. Oh. This part was very funny, bro. The, right? The ski mask and, like, covering yeah. her mouth. It totally looked like it's, she's trying to I kidnap mean, it, this girl. It's genius. I laughed so well. It was so funny. <laughs> so, from here, we're still... She's still telling her story, except... She's now telling her story in AA. So we find out that Christy and Paul, Aww. they stayed together because she explained the whole thing to Paul. But she didn't actually have any drugs on her, so the cops couldn't really charge her with anything. So they just said, you need to go to the closest AA and get your shit figured out. So she does. But very cool, interesting little thing, if, if you notice, two of the people in AA with her are our band Honey Honey. Yep. Very I cool. That. Yeah, uh, yep. they're sitting there in in the group with her. So uh, uh, they're just 
you know, adding to the connections happening in the show, which that's a very small one, but yeah, like I said, her and Paul end up staying clever, together it's, and they drive really clever. Right. It is very, very good. Especially since the lady in the honey, honey, uh, band, she has the same shirt on that she does when she's playing. So you could totally tell it's them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, Paul and her stay together. They drive away and they're actually kind of seems like they're a happy family now. And Paul says, have you been kind of, uh, I don't know, holding back in the bedroom? <laughs> and she basically says, yeah, you're going to have your world rocked now that you know what's really going on. Because I have been. So we got our ending montage of the episode, like we always do, with our band. And we see our newest story for next week. And we get a very small glimpse of it, but it's a lady in a car that looks like a cop car, kind of. But there's a guy hiding in the back seat, it seems like. That's all we get to see from yeah. the next story. Um, I'm the doctor super tech... excited for next week. Yeah, I'm not really sure where we're going to go with it. Because usually we would get a little bit of introduction to them every other episode. But this time it's yeah. like they really left you yeah. on a... What, why is this yeah. guy hiding in this lady's car? It's weird. So the doctor, we see him texting his wife uh, to come stay the weekend at his place because we know she wants to get back or he wants to get back together with her. And she says, yeah, that'll be good for the kid. So I'm guessing that'll happen in the next episode as well. Uh, Wilfred is online and he finds Christie's porno with Johnny Mundo where she's a cheerleader. So he goes, oh, that's where I remember her from. And we... Right as he's watching this, Frank walks into the cabin office. And, and Frank says, I'm sorry, I gotta do this, old man. And he blackmails Wilfred with the tape uh, from in the VIP room. And he wants the keys to Froggy Cottage. And we go to credits. So good. Right, so now we're setting up the blackmail. And I guess these people we just saw are being blackmailed by Tickle? Tickles, do you think, Fro? The lady, at Maybe. least. And then she's got Maybe. the guy hiding in her car as well. So this is all going to be interesting for next week's episode. I so believe that the priest is going to be one of the guests. I Eventually, really, really hope right. so. Yeah. yeah. I really hope so. So we could explain. Or it's going to be really, like... Uh, I'm going to be a little disappointed if they don't explain why she wasn't reading in the in episode book. two, right? Yeah, yeah, in episode two. I really don't know either. It, it, like I said, I think that may just be something at the end that we're gonna have to go. Like, okay, that was a problem. That was like there was a lot yeah. of good things in the show, but that did not work. So yeah, I don't know. I hope I I hope I'm right. I I hope I, my guess is. It's going right. to all these things could in the last episode we could get all these things that all end up getting connected back together I hope that's yeah. what happens in the yeah. last episode is all these things that we thought Me were kind of weird end up all coming back yeah. together and I, I have total trust that this show will do it too so yeah oh definitely definitely well that was fun <laughs> I love that it's so, it's so good oh, I can't believe I like this show now <laughs> this part, uh, this episode was the best episode so far, definitely. This, oh, this, oh, this was definitely the best. Because we've gotten all the backstory built about the town, we got this other story going on with the blackmail and everything, and like 
the ending of this episode yeah. was really good, and then the story in within the story was really good this episode. So, and then we have this whole other story about the doctor and his ex-wife and the kid. Like that's a whole other third story. So yeah, a lot of interesting stuff happening. Plug time. AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. AudibleTrial.com slash another digital citizen. Our as looks as it. AudibleTrial.com forward slash another digital citizen. Yep. And uh, a 30 day trial to... and a free book. Yeah, go ahead, Fro. Yep. No. Free, free book, free, free book. And you get to keep it if you can cancel it during those 30 days. Do you have anything you want to promote personally? Uh, just westcoastwrestlingconnection.com. Go check out the TV show on YouTube. Um, other than that, not really. No, I'm good this week. Check out that wrestling show where we go deeper into every single matchup. SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver. Also check out uh, Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast where we discuss South Park. Next week, we will talk of news of the week. We will create a list of the five best and worst cartoons of all time. And we mean cartoons like on TV, people. So we're not going to give you the best and worst cartoons like in 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 magazines. So on well, TV, some of the ones that I can think of are not going to be on TV. They were probably going to be cartoons I saw that were on a tape of like a, th- a thousand hours of cartoons or something when I was a kid. So right. there's going to be that. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's uh, we mean live, not live action, but you know what I mean. Uh, we're going to talk of another digital review of what? The Birth of the Dragon? What is right, this? It's about Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Oh, cool. Yep. And we're going to talk about the guest book episode five. All next week. Maybe with Tilly. Maybe. Hopefully with Tilly. Yeah, she should be back from Spain in a couple days, and then hopefully be back next week for the show, and then show after that, show 100. So everybody get your emails in. I actually remembered to do the email thing this week on Facebook. I'll try to remember again next week, because it seemed to work a little bit. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got five emails. Wow. Totally. From the same person, but whatever. I mean, if people like cartoons if you send us your list of best or your list of worst cartoons and we'll read it on the show when we do that so yeah there's a suggestion right there you from united states of america and from norway this has been episode 98 of another digital citizen check us out next week and goodbye everybody Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.